0: You are now listening to Straight Facts, only on Big Gold Belt Media, with your host, Celis. Well, your voice back. Um, let me just be honest for a quick second here. I, we're in season two. Yep, because what I'm going to do is every calendar year, we're going to be season two for 2023 and season three for 2024 as we continue to move on. But I just got to make sure I fit time to get more shows in. Um, for right now, my wife is a little bit uh, out of town for a little bit. So that way we can use more delivering our content. So why not pull on the show this good Sunday morning? Happy Good Sunday on this 22nd day of January and Happy New Year. Uh, your boy, Sylvester's is here back. want to talk about some, some sports content. Um, once again, you can follow us on all Big Go Belt media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, whatever social media, twitch, whatever social media you have, uh, make sure you build that in so we can uh, add to the content here. But without further ado, let's talk about some sports. Uh, the title is the division around review and preview because I'm gonna review the two games that happened yesterday. We had the Kansas City Chiefs um, went over the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 20, and then the Philadelphia Eagles rolled past the New York Giants 38 to 7 in the first two games of the NFL Divisional Round matchup. Now, let me say this before I start the review. When we talk about the games that's coming up today and the last couple of weeks, we're probably going to have maybe the five best closeout games of the year. Uh, You have the Bengals and the Bills, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, The 49ers and the Cowboys are rekindled an old rivalry since the 80s. Um, And then you have the conference championship games next week. And then you have the big game, the Super Bowl, that'll be live from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So a lot of a lot of big-time things coming up for each one of our, our sports brands and things of that nature. So definitely want to take a look at that now at this time. First, let's talk about the games yesterday. First, uh, the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Now, first, I want to give a big kudos to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think Doug Peterson, in my opinion is in the running for a coach of the year. Yes, he took Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl, then got out of Philadelphia, uh, went to Jacksonville after they went 3-14, and I believe, last year uh, with Urban Meyer, started the season, but then got fired. Um, Then there was a lot of big searches going on for Jacksonville, and they found Doug Peterson. And he was wondering if Doug Peterson was going to bring some stability to Trevor Lawrence and his Jacksonville roster. I mean, one of their big signings over the offseason was Christian Kirk, and when he signed that big 72, four-year, $72 million deal thing, they was like, does he deserve this money? And it actually ended up being a bargain deal. Evan Ingram had a healthy year and a very successful year. And I think he's an upcoming free free agent. But you got to give it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you wish as a Jaguars fan, you want to take advantage because Patrick Mahomes did have a, a high ankle sprain uh, early in the game. He was out for a minute, came back in. And the things that Patrick Mahomes did on one leg was like Byron left, which, like, um, when Byron left, which was Marshall, um, he just had some great throws, some great time of throws literally off one foot that you just got to give him that talent and, and kudos for being successful. But Jacksonville, um, the way Trevor Lawrence stood and hung in there, he went 24 for 39 through for 217, had one touchdown, one pick. Travis Etienne had a touch and, and 10 carries and 62 yards. You wish he would have had more carries uh, throughout uh, to Michael Hastie, which is a very shifty back, a former 49ers, a huge 49ers fan. He had a great season this year. Um, but it was just some turnovers that were late, turnovers that were late that caused some concerns in order to um, get a chance to tie the game late or make sure you had a game late. And it was just very unfortunate that they ran out of steam towards the end. But Jacksonville fought. Jacksonville fought. I thought the game was going to be a one-score game offline. I never said it here. But you just got to give them credit. But let's look at Patrick Mahomes' stats. Patrick Mahomes went 22 or 30 for 195 and two touchdowns, but I got to give it to him on the third down efficiency. And what he had that third down efficiency, just making sure he had everything he needed. And even Chad Henney, five for seven in his cleanup duty for one touchdown. That was a huge drive that he had at the end of the second quarter to make sure he had another score opportunity for the Chiefs. Um, Pacheco had 12 carries for 95 yards. Jared McKinnon had 11 for 25. Travis Kelsey, 14 huge receptions for 98 yards. Didn't really get much work from any other receiver, but Travis Kelsey had a day. Um, you just got to give it to the Chiefs and what they're doing. Andy Reid is a very good coach. It's the reason why he beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It's a reason why um, his teams are continuously in the AFC Championship game. Now this makes it four straight AFC Championship games now that Andy Reid is in. Um, sounds like his days from the Eagles, right? Four straight NFC Championship games when he had with the Eagles. Andy Reid's the first battle Hall of Fame coach. you got to give him credit. And even with the family dynamics that he had, with the tragedies uh, that took forth, um, and still doing what he's doing on a high level. Shout out to Andy Reid, um, just being a consistent coach throughout. But once again, Chiefs up 27-20. to 20. They will move on to the next round. They'll the winner between the Bills and the Bengals. Now, going to the NFC side, the late night game, it was a lot of people that thought the Giants could sneak in and maybe possibly still a win in Philadelphia huge rivalry. When you think of the dynamics of America and how the map is, that New Jersey timeline right there, well, not timeline, the New Jersey frame right close to Philadelphia, where you have a lot of Eagles and Giants fans that intertwine in that same area. But the Giants didn't show up. The Giants did not show up. Now, that's not a knock on Brian Dayball. I think Brian Dayball has done a phenomenal job of turning Daniel Jones around. Daniel Jones is an upcoming free agent. Daniel Jones had a great season, but do you bring him back He was sacked five times, only threw for 135 yards on 15 of 27 and had one interception. Saquon Barkley got injured in the third quarter, went nine for 61. Uh, Richie James Jr. had 10 targets, seven for 51, but missed a huge opportunity late that might have brought into a two-score game. Um, That would have been an easy touchdown. Um, But Philadelphia is good, y'all. Philadelphia is good. Jalen Hurts, not much throwing in the air, but just his overall presence about what they do on the ground. Here's what they did on the ground. Gainwell, 12 12 attempts for 112 yards and a touch. Miles Sanders, 17 for 90. Jalen Hurts, 9 for 34. Bart Scott, uh, Bart Scott, excuse me. uh, Boston Scott, 6 for 32. They had 29, trying to do my quick math, 41 rushing attempts compared to 24 times pass, and the Giants cannot stop the rushing attempts at all. They're a dangerous team, and if they can do that, controlling the clock, but leads to the re-options or the screen throws and things of that nature, they're going to be very dangerous. Like, A.J. Brown only had three for 22 for the whole day. Devontae Smith had six for uh, 61, but they killed him on the run game. The game was over at halftime and was 28-0. to So whoever comes out that uh, 49ers-Cowboys game is going to have a tough matchup but I'm going to talk about more of that in a minute because I'll give you some Super Bowl predictions because I won't be able to be back on next week. Actually going out to Virginia Tech to check out some hokey action on that college basketball, so definitely looking for that opportunity. Um, but once again, it is an opportunity that Philadelphia has to make to the Super Bowl, or will they? On the Giants side, you know, just got to give it once again credit to, to Brian Dayball. What do you do in the offseason? Do you bring Saquon ba- Barkley back? Because he's a free agent. Do you bring Daniel Jones back? He has that fifth-year option that you declined, that he's a free agent. Or do you try to use some of that cap space to try to go after some big uh, time on your offense? I think your defense might be young and set. You might want to drop a couple of spot pieces here and there. But you got to revolve around your offense. What do you do with um, Kenny Galladay? Because he hasn't done nothing. He's still on your roster. Do you cut him? What do you do? Um, so the Giants have some things to look forward to in the offseason. But they are a dominant team that's ready to go. Or do you try to trade up for one of these young quarterbacks that you can mold out like a C.J. Stroud? You know, what do you say, Giants? But once again, Eagles Steamroll 38 to 7. So those are our reviews of the games yesterday. Let's look into the games that's coming up on today. First, Bills and Bengals. Now, the game is going to be in Buffalo. I think they're calling for snow up in Buffalo. And just a couple of weeks ago, you probably had an event that we all know what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And one of the most emotional things that's ever happened to an NFL game in history. Um, here's what I think that's going to happen. I think you're going to have a huge emotional moment where DeMar Hamlin is going to be either on that field or on that screen where both Bengals and Billside side is going to erupt with emotion just for him still being alive. And I think that's going to be great. You are going to see some tears flowing. So that's why I'm very interested to in seeing how that open is going to be. I hope Buffalo, the home stadium, Gives the Cincinnati Bengals a class act ovation or thank you or honoree about for Demar Hamlin, because you got to give it to that that staff, uh, Coach Taylor. You got to give it to what they've done for just supporting the process of what's going on, what happened in that event. But this game is going to be a good game. With that emotion, I think Cincinnati's going to come out first, fourteen to zero. Um, but then I think Buffalo is going to storm back. I think Josh Allen has been starting slow in these playoffs, kind of reckless in the beginning. But then I think Buffalo ends up winning with the score probably of 35 to 28. Um, I think it's going to come down to the last draft where Cincinnati is going to try to score. And Joe Burrow just comes up just short. But once again, I think it's going to be 35 28. But Once again, giving out the coach Zach Taylor and what he's done with that team, what he's done uh, as an organizational purposes about just representing well of what it means to be in the NFL. And the reason why I think Buffalo is going to win, because I think this year is NFL playoffs is what we want to see again, or what we want to see. I think the pundits of CBS wants to see that neutral site matchup in Atlanta to be Buffalo and Kansas City. And on a neutral playing field, what will happen with their best game of the year last year uh, between Buffalo and Kansas City? What's going to happen on a neutral site field? And maybe a trendsetter for the NFC and AFC championship games do use a neutral site In addition to the Super Bowl. See if that takes place in the future. But I think just coming out, Buffalo will end up winning that game. And I think if you're a huge fate or Buffalo fan, you will see Buffalo in the Super Bowl um, as the AFC representation. Um, And this is going off the spirit and emotion of DeMar Hamlin and what's going to happen to take place from that. So I think Buffalo will win. You'll have that game next week in Atlanta, which was stated will be the neutral site game if the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills win it. And I think Buffalo will be hoisting that AFC championship side to be in the Super Bowl. Going to the NFC, my 49ers are going against the Dallas Cowboys. Once again, I think this is going to be another game where Dallas will come out strong first. I think Dallas may come out to a 10-0 lead and see what will Brock Purdy do in this beginning. But once that San Francisco defense turns on, which they've done a lot where their opponents have scored first, then the 49ers fight back. I think the 49ers will actually kind of win this game 27 to 17. I mean, going back and forth with it. I think Dak Prescott will come out strong. I think the biggest thing that the 49ers need to do is stop Dak Prescott from getting outside of the pocket. I think Dak Prescott will be sacked four times. Uh, I think he might have two turnovers, both off fumbles. But I think that first couple of drives, he's going to be diamond, Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup, they're going to get it. I don't think Tony Pollard is going to have a big day. I definitely don't think Zeke is going to have a big day rushing, but I think Tony Pollard will get a couple of backfields. I think San Francisco defense is a little bit more dominant on that, and that's why I think Dallas is going to be dominant early off the motion. Maybe sack Brock Purdy about three times. I think Brock Purdy will throw an interception in this game where Diggs will get one. Michael Parsons will probably get all three of those sacks. But then 49ers will then reconvene and adjust and come on late. I think it's going to be about like a 10 7 halftime or 17-7 halftime, the 49ers will roll in the second half. And the reason why I think the 49ers will win, because even though Dallas-Philadelphia is an intriguing matchup, I think everybody wants to see the two top juggernauts of the NFC. They want to see that 49ers-Eagle matchup to see how they match up against each other. And that might be the best NFC game of the year. However, I think the 49ers, not being biased, have a little bit more talent on the offensive side against Philadelphia's defense to make some configurations. Now, 49ers will struggle against A.J. Brown. I think Philly's going to be passing more in that game to go deep against those 49ers secondary. And I think Philadelphia uh, will end up losing in a relatively low-scoring game. I think a 20-14 to game 49ers will win with two field goals late by Robbie Gold um, to get to 49ers in the Super Bowl. Now, I am rooting for the 49ers to win to Super Bowl, but I'm not going to reveal my Super Bowl prediction yet. Um, But I think it's going to be the Chris Berman Super Bowl where you have San Francisco and Buffalo. Um, But we'll see what happens. Um, It's going to be an advantage San Francisco because you got a lot of Arizona Cardinals area, uh, people who are 49ers fans to be there um, close to San Francisco or Santa Clara area. But we'll see. I'm not going to reveal the Super Bowl prediction yet. I'm going to wait on that. But I think for the next two weeks, you will see the 49ers uh, uh, beat the Cowboys today, beat the Eagles next week, and then you'll see in a close game – Buffalo win today and then beat uh, Kansas City next week. And you got to look out for that high ankle spring for next week for the AFC championship game. How will um, Patrick Mahomes overcome for that high ankle spring? So that's what we are for our NFL division round of review and previews. Um, take a look at the NBA action that's going on. You have a lot of people that is competing uh, from that 5 through 10 spot, 5 through 12 spot on the West Coast. You see how the East Coast is doing. I think Boston is having a tremendous year. Can they win the whole thing this year and, and put it all together? It's going to be interesting, um, but definitely keep a look out on that as we're well. upcoming baseball starting up in a couple of weeks where pitchers and catchers are going to report. March Madness is right around the corner. Things are heating up, um, but take time to enjoy this Sunday. Just want to give you some quick drop of season two, coming back for more content. And without further ado, it's your boy, Silly Sellers. We'll see you on the next time.